0: Warning. What you are about to hear is real. This is no audio drama. There is no script. Real people will engage in improvisational role play, making it up as they go along, prompted, some might even say railroaded, by the game master. So, in that sense, this isn't really real, but it is real. Oh, and we swear. Plus, there might be adult situations. Hence, A warning at the beginning. Maybe we should put one at the end, too? Listener discretion is advised.
1: Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes.
0: Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. This is Case 12, Color of Lightning. I am Jeremy, your Keeper of Arcane Lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a sci-fi horror role-playing game. Your investigator of the unknown is Brian as Pippa.
2: Uh, yeah, hold on one second, sorry. Yeah, I, I told you, I'll pay double. Double. Yes, I want double. I want that bench.
0: How you doing tonight, B? Good. It is night for us, so... Yay! I'm just drinking some tea and... I'm just
2: drinking some... Lemon, lime, LaCroix, and vodka.
0: What kind of vodka do you drink, by the way? Sky. No headache. It's true. It works. We tested the theory at great length. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, in this episode, each investigator will be playing separate sessions. A secret encounter to which the others will not be privy. If and how they choose to share this experience at a later date is entirely their choice. Now. Dear Investigator, we play Case 12, Tape 7, Scream a Little Scream. And before we begin, let's take a peek at your character sheet.
2: Yeah, take me to dinner first, sir.
0: And what we want to do, uh, Brian, is just simply take a peek at Pippa here to kind of familiarize ourselves where she's at right now. What skills have we passed so far?
2: Mm, Spot hidden, psychology, appraisal. Those three so far, I was I have not rolled well.
0: So your sanity currently looks pretty good. You're only missing one point. Currently, you're 88. Otherwise, you, you've got no wounds. You've had no combat. So you're still at nine hit points, 40 luck, 12 magic points. Speaking of magic points, I was looking at your tomes, spells, and artifacts. So you do have... A couple spells.
2: I don't really know that they're spells, though, right? Would she know that she knows spells? Yes. Okay.
0: Anything that you see here are things that you've picked up due to your... Photographic memory, and so yeah, you're you're allowed to use these anytime. These are spells that were perhaps inherited or taught to you by your father. Um, maybe you didn't really understand that there were spells, only that they're just something that I could do. Uh, so you've got vibe, which costs you one magic point and it's instantaneous. It allows a luck roll to get a general sense of an object, whether it's mostly good or mostly bad. Dominate, which is uh, costs you one magic point and one sanity point, also instant. That allows Allows you a an opposed power roll to control someone for a round and you can extend the time by recasting so you you continually spend more magic points and sanity points.
2: That's kind of why I've hesitated so far using anything. The vibe I was planning on using, but then the story took a different turn in the basement when we went down the elevator.
0: And then the final one is Evil Eye, which costs 10 magic points. 1d4 sanity is also instant. Uh, It allows you to basically impinge upon someone's luck.
2: There's actually one below that as well.
0: Oh, Rack. And that is three magic points, one sanity. It, it takes one round to cast, so it's not instantaneous. So you gotta stand there and go, biggity, boogity, boogabong.
2: <laughs> I gotta write that down.
0: <laughs> Within 10 yards, you can afflict someone with blisters, fluid bloody eyes, causing temporary blindness, and they're completely helpless. So that is a a major attack on someone.
2: My assistant. Pepper spray or (laughs) wreck.
0: Just some things to keep in mind. Pippa is only missing one sanity point, so she's only slightly unnerved. What's her current state of mind?
2: I think being so distracted with work and how f- fast the business is growing, she hasn't really focused on the immediate surroundings and what's been happening right in front of her eyes. That's why she's probably held on so long without realizing it. But that dinner kind of snapped her out of that bigger picture is making her focus a little bit more on what's immediately happening in the in the town. And I think a lot more is going to happen with her f- focusing on her birthright. Seeing what's truly important.
0: Less distracted by the sort of everyday tasks and, you know, less concerned about her ambitions as a realtor and, you know, maybe starting to believe or think that based on uh, what the the interest in your stone, the stories that you've heard, but also your experiences with the two guys, perhaps the world is a bigger place and that there are other things that you're not quite yet cognizant of
2: little more important than my own little world.
0: How do you, as the player, feel about Pippa's situation currently?
2: Setting aside the frustrations, you know, the being number two and the assistant that never really does the proper job of being an assistant. The confusion of all of this being laid in her lap from her father and all these people at the university who seem to know everything about her, but she doesn't know about herself. I, I think it, it left me as the player feeling like, I need to pursue that more. I need to drive her more to get more answers. The other two are very grounded in their characters, and they're driven, and they just know, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. Right now, as a new player, I kind of reset myself every time I get a new character, so I'm, I'm following right now. Uh, eventually, from past experiences, I fall into a leadership role. Eventually, um, I don't know if that'll happen with Pippa, just because the directions that she's been going so far that I've been feel like she should be dr- driven in is uh, very self centered and not not looking out for everyone, looking out for herself.
0: I, I have to say that I think that's a sort of breath of fresh air in a way because. You being the glue a little bit is kind of fun to hear because you you've stepped in. Pippa stepped in and said things like, "Hey boys, you got more in common than you realize." That's the thing that sort of drives them back together and makes sure that the investigative unit is cohesive to a certain extent. There's still infighting and bickering, but as long as they you guys can work together, then that's the important
2: yeah. And thing being a, being somebody new in that dynamic is refreshing because I can actually come in and point out observations that they both know but from an outside view it's being said aloud and it's it's clicking
0: all right i think that's good enough let us continue i love lettuce pippa it has been a hectic thursday to say the least first the sad news that tina quinlan that nice police lady who responded to your house break-in has evidently gone missing so of course everyone's in a tizzy about that not much you can do to help though Plus, your appointment book is chock-full at the moment. You're beginning to regret giving Charlene the week off as you drive from house to house meeting with prospective buyers. Oh sure, there are the usual no-shows or people who made the appointment thinking it was a different property than what they were actually after, but that's all part of the realtor game. You're used to it by now. Still, you're plenty busy, and by the time you get back home, well after supper, you're absolutely beat. One chilled glass of Chardonnay later, it's lights out. It feels good to be back in your own bed with clean sheets and designer throw pillows. Earlier this afternoon, brand new electronic locks on the doors, sensors on the windows, and a high-tech alarm system were all installed by a professional security team recommended by your insurance company. As you slip into unconsciousness, you're feeling very safe and secure, even as you slip into dream. So tell us about this dream. Is it a nice dream? Is it a nightmare? It starts as a nice dream because
2: I have that feel of comfort and accomplishment from a busy day and uh, full muscle relaxation from the <laughs> Chardonnay.
0: <laughs> okay, so where, where are you in this dream?
2: I'm in Athens. Greece? Yeah. I'm waiting at a little bistro, sitting outside, sipping some... Coffee, and waiting for my dad. Is there anybody else around? Yeah, waiters, patrons.
0: A busy street in Athens. What are you wearing?
2: An all-tan outfit on, like you're ready for a safari
0: in the desert. So it is late in the day at this point. What's odd is the sky overhead has gone from an azure blue to a low... Misty bank of clouds and has turned the sky purple.
2: Yeah, I feel very anxious for some reason.
0: And a shadow looms over you someone standing next to your table with the sun at their back.
2: Dad, are you back?
0: Well, hello, Pippa. And Madam Starbuck slips into the chair opposite you and sits down. And immediately, A waiter brings a cup of tea, places it in front of her, and she begins stirring it, looking you in the face and smiling. Nice place you have here, Pippa.
2: I'm sorry. You you can't be here. I'm I'm waiting for my dad. He'll be here any minute.
0: I'm sure he will. And I'm content to wait as well. I'm a very patient woman.
2: What are we doing
0: here in this dream?
2: Okay. I don't know what this is or what's going on, but I'm going back to my room. I'll just wait for my dad there. I'm going to stand up swig the last little bit of my coffee and spin on my heels to to walk away.
0: And you spin on your heels to find that you're facing the table again. And Madam Starbuck is smiling even wider and she says, Please, Pippa, have a seat. I just want to chat.
2: I don't know what's going on here or what you're doing here, but I'm going to go wait for my dad in the room, take another swig and spin on my heels.
0: And you end up in the same spot. There's no place like home. Oh, well, this is becoming quite tiresome, Pippa. Please. I have a proposition for you.
2: What is going on?
0: And she snaps her fingers.
2: And I sit as soon as she snaps her fingers.
0: And the waiter brings another tea places it in front of you.
2: Can I have coffee, please?
0: And you look down and the tea is coffee. Can
2: I have a cup of gold?
0: (laughs) And suddenly it is gold. (gasps) I drink it. I don't think you can drink that, Pippa. Probably better if it's just coffee. And suddenly it's coffee again? Are you quite through? I don't know. What do you want? Well, I'm glad you've got straight to the point, because there is something that I want. But more importantly, what is it you want? I want to wake up. Soon, when we've completed our business. So tell me, would you really like to be the number one realtor in Arkham?
2: I will be the number one realtor.
0: Well, there's a small problem of Jane Rusa.
2: Jane Rusa's not all that. I can handle her, thanks.
0: I don't think you can, actually. She is not only the number one realtor in Arkham, but also Massachusetts. You've got a long way to go, and you probably need a bit of a helping hand, wouldn't you say? I don't need anybody's help. I'm self-made. Really? Self-made? How proud. Okay, we're done. Yes?
2: I'm going to close my eyes really tight.
0: And you can hear her spoon tinkling in the cup. Please, don't be so childish, Pippa.
2: None of this matters. This isn't real. So say whatever you have to say.
0: I'll do whatever
2: you think is I should do and we'll be done with this and I'll wake up and I'll get back on with my life and I won't have to even have a second thought about this.
0: Well, Pippa, I'm afraid it's not going to be quite that simple. You see, you find yourself at a crossroads and you can accept my assistance. I can be a very friendly and very worthy member of your team.
2: What what team are you talking about?
0: You want to be my assistant? Pippa, let's put all our cards on the table. You have something that I need. It's that little thing around your neck. You'll notice that I have one, too, and she reaches the beneath her blouse, and pulls out a necklace that is identical to yours.
2: I reach out and snatch it.
0: And your hand passes straight through it.
2: (gasps) I told you it's a dream. What?
0: What say you? Would you like to join forces with me?
2: Uh, What's the alternative?
0: Oh, should we stoop that low so quickly?
2: I think you're very excited to stoop that low.
0: Pippa, you think too little of me. I am here with a simple offer. There is much that I can give you.
2: I don't need anything.
0: What about your father?
2: What about my father?
0: Would you like your father back?
2: From what I've seen in movies, that doesn't end well. Don't believe
0: everything you see in movies. Hmm. That would be nice. What if I told you that, technically, he's still alive?
2: What do you mean, technically?
0: Perhaps not his mortal coil. But I know where his mind is kept. If you deliver... To me, the Yithian Starstone, at the grand opening of the Sideshow, then I can deliver unto you a portal to the Library City and the exact ritual and location to bring your father back.
2: Back to where? He has no body to go back to.
0: I have prepared a vessel there is yet another part of our bargain that i wish to have completed you are now in the acquaintance of a particularly annoying gentleman and pippa you and i both know that certain gentlemen tommy doyle rings a bell are perhaps not women's best friends what did Tommy doyle do that's between he and i but the gentleman i'm referring to is One Rocky Arroyo.
2: Okay, what did Rocky do?
0: It's not so much what he's done, but what he will do. And there's a little something I would like you to take care of for me. You mean take care of? No, no, nothing quite so extreme. More of a prank, really. Take her out to dinner her a good time? (laughs) As you know, Rocky has a certain fascination with the Blaine Manor. And, if I'm not mistaken, he spent a considerable amount of time in the basement.
2: Yeah, that's not even on the plans. How am I supposed to sell a house when they don't even put it on the plans? An elevator in a house? I could get double the amount of money.
0: This manner of conveyance, this elevator, uh, there's a certain wire that, if it were to be pulled, might only deliver this person down but not back up. For a short time, let's say, just for the duration of the Twilight Sideshow grand opening.
2: So I don't know anything about electrical or...
0: You'll know it when you see it because I've, let's say, marked it. If you would do me these favors, these small, inconsequential tasks, then I can give to you your father back. I can give you the number one realty position in massachusetts the power combined from our yithian star could afford us opportunities and luxuries for the rest of our days does that appeal to you
2: well, it's just a necklace
0: it's more than a necklace pippa it has certain powers how do you think i know the location of the library city
2: what is the Library City? So is this a magical place where you can do whatever you want?
0: You and I can explore its boundaries together.
2: Why has nobody else done this already? Why haven't you done this already?
0: Oh, there have been many, many explorers before us, but none quite so powerful as us combined.
2: What, what happened to them?
0: Well, let's say some of them may have gotten in my way. You see, I have friends who don't like it when I'm unhappy. And as she says that, the sky begins to darken a much deeper purple. And you see, suddenly, there are no other patrons on this street.
2: Ah, shit. Chardonnay's
0: kicking in. You turn your head and see that the coffee shop is dark. And down the road... Creeping out from other buildings and alleyways Are these skulking shapes of shadow Which begin to skitter in your direction And she continues These friends of mine are very upset It's almost as if they are attuned to my emotion And when I'm upset When I don't get what I want They tend to have a mind of their own
2: so at any time, if I were to disagree with you, say, I don't know, 20 years in the future, you would just kill me? Is that what you're telling me?
0: Absolutely not.
2: How, how can I trust you? You just brought, like, weird shadow shit into my dream. W- what do you mean? This
0: is your dream, Pippa.
2: Yeah, I'm having a sunny nice day in Athens waiting for my dad.
0: This is simply a manifestation of your id, and she waves her hand behind her as you see these shadows begin to coalesce into a familiar shape. Rats. Oh. Okay, I don't I'd like to wake up now. Oh, Pippa, they can't hurt you. This is only a dream, right? You're
2: not selling yourself very well, lady.
0: Oh, trust me. I sell myself just fine.
2: So do we have a deal, Pippa? I told you I need to think about it.
0: Please, don't think too long. My friends are very impatient. And I'll need you to make a sanity roll as the rats loom into what little light is left.
2: Ooh. I needed an 88. I rolled an 83. <laughs> Which is barely a success.
0: You, of course, shrink back from these disgusting, hairy rodents.
2: They smell like garbage and they're glistening. Their fur is, ugh, it's disgusting.
0: Oh, they're just dripping with sewage and probably diseases of every disgusting. kind. Disgusting. <laughs> Madam Starbuck leans back in her chair and says, Until we meet again, Pippa. The dream recedes as you slowly awaken. It is Friday, and the sideshow opens this evening at twilight. Your investigator of the unknown is... Matt, as Rocky. How to
1: lose an annoying person as quickly as possible.
0: All right, before we begin, we're going to take a little peek at your character sheet. We kind of want to just go over a few things. Um, I had a couple notes, and we kind of want to just take temperature of how Rocky's doing. The first thing I noticed was, thanks to your excellent role-playing, you mentioned that Rocky went undercover as a clown. Mm -hmm. Uh, You became quite adept at juggling. So go ahead, and uh, in the miscellaneous skills there, go ahead and type juggling, and uh, you did mention that you're quite adept at it, so I think put you around 45. I think that sounds very adept. Also, I noticed that your sanity is currently sitting at 62. Now, you have a maximum of 92, so you slipped quite a ways down there. If you take a look at that very rightmost one, your threshold for the day was 68. Now, I think maybe we forgot to reset that threshold, because I don't think you've taken six sanity damage since we began this particular case.
1: I think that was... The last case. I keep forgetting that that's a thing, so it just kind of sits there.
0: Whatever your sanity is at the end of this session, go ahead and change that rightmost one, because that'll be the new threshold. Okay. You've taken no damage, so you're at 11 hit points. Uh, You're still at 46 luck and 14 magic points. And then uh, your skill sets, it looks like you've managed to attain proficiency in disguise, spot hidden, and stealth so far. I'm very happy to see that your computer use is at 5% because that's sort of in keeping with, like, how long it's taking the SIM card to download and how long it's taking the video thing to... Like, it all makes sense. How does Rocky feel right now? Like, what's his mental state of mind? Does he have any immediate concerns at this stage in this case?
1: Exasperation? He's just about to get neck deep into a new problem and And Charlene keeps butting in and trying to play nice and flirting. And he's like, no, look, I have work to do. And again, one of the tenets that he has is he's all about protecting people that are, quote, on the outside. He endures all of these things so that other people don't have to. So the thought of getting close to someone like Charlene, who is completely oblivious to all of this, is like a very much a no for him. Like he doesn't want to risk causing anybody else any any kind of pain later on or you know he saw what happened to to ricky and danny in the house and that even kind of just cemented it further, that there are people in the world that can handle these kinds of things, but for the vast majority of them, they're better not knowing because ignorance is bliss.
0: Gosh, that makes perfect sense. That is like your brand.
1: Even if he ends up finding somebody that he really likes.
0: What does Matt, the player, have any concerns about Rocky?
1: His isolation and the ease with which he separates himself from everyone else and the fact that he is he seems on the surface totally okay with creating this massive void of space around him is what's going to end up being his downfall cuz when it comes to the point where he needs other people there there's not going to be anyone there f- to stop him from going over that edge especially with being chased by the the filler of space and still not understanding any of that that could very easily be what does him in and he won't have that support network that you really genuinely need when you're going through some serious stuff
0: let us continue rocky the stomach ache you wake up to on thursday morning is tenfold worse than the one you suffered while undercover as a fishmonger on that mission to identify gun runners shipping their wares up the ganges back in 1990 something but we don't like to think about ganges do we no certainly not too much mopping up in more ways than one. As you lurch from your bed at Blaine Manor, you vaguely overhear a snippet of conversation between Roy and Officer Bugsy Jr. downstairs. Somebody's missing? But it can't concern you now. Only medicine, meditation, and a distinct lack of people bothering you will help quell the roiling in your guts. You reluctantly down half a bottle of Pepto-Bismol and then waddle to the elevator which whisks you several hundred feet below the mansion to the silent comfort of darkened hallways hewn from natural stone. Half-heartedly, you check on the video repair. No update yet. Forlornly, you check the SIM card progress. Slow going at 35%. Aimlessly, you wander around looking for something anything to occupy your attention while your body sorts things out. While rifling through papers in the storage area, you come across a manifest for certain strange artifacts imported from Wuhan, China. A statuette purported to come alive to kill the possessor's foes. A silver and emerald studded bracelet rumored to imbue its wearer with unerring accuracy while wielding ranged weapons. And, among other things, an ossified rhinoceros horn said to double-cropped yield when planted at the edge of a cornfield during a blood moon. These are all very interesting at first, but as you pore over the typewritten carbon copies in the dim light, the pain in your intestines twists tighter and your eyes grow heavy. Perhaps a bit of a nap is just the thing to heal your hurt. You close your eyes and dream. So... Tell us about your dream. Let's paint a picture here. Where are you? Is it a nightmare? Is it a good dream?
1: I feel like it'd lean a little more towards a nightmare. There's a whole lot of uncertainty. There's clowns. There's all the frustration with not being able to fix the video or understand what's going on with the phone. It's a lot of uh, bad energy to carry with you into dreamland.
0: What is the location you're at?
1: The hallway between the mainframe room and the storage room. What are you wearing? Still wearing a suit and a tie.
0: Let's Put him in that same suit, but maybe it's somewhat fakey. It's sort of almost like a clown suit, an exaggeration of his normal suit. It's slightly oversized, the shoulder pads are askew, and he's standing in this hallway. At one end is that door that you've never been able to open. Anything else?
1: Just a little sliver of light or something coming out from around the frame of the door that he's never been able to open.
0: This golden glow seeps at the edges... Of the frame it brightens to an extent that you wonder if something isn't on fire on the other side it's that bright and as if your mind unlocked the tumbler that you can't even locate with a key that you do not possess the door hisses open just a few inches
1: cautiously start taking a couple of steps toward it
0: it's as if your feet are gliding effortlessly across the hallway floor you take a simple two steps towards the door and you're halfway down the hall you're moving much more quickly than human locomotion can ordinarily take you and before you realize it, you are standing in front of this door There is a six-inch crack that you can peer through, but all is golden light with shadowy shapes inside that appear to be flickering. It's quite bright. You can't make out what they are through the crack
1: press up a little closer to the opening and notice that there's a breeze coming through the door and it smells an awful lot like popcorn and cotton candy.
0: It's enticing, but it's filled with the promise of excitement, yet a tinge of danger. Involuntarily, your arm opens the portal wider and inside, it's not a circus at all. It appears to be some sort of laboratory there are all these science tables with beakers and bunsen burners and test tubes and apothecary jars filled with blobs of floating you're not quite sure what in the cloudy milky substance and standing at a chalkboard with their back to you but scrawling something on the board with chalk is madam starbuck and without turning around she says you're late, Rocky. Please have a seat. And she's writing some sort of formula on the board.
1: I'm going to start walking up towards where she's at at the board. Well, you know how things can get.
0: Why, yes, I do. And thank you for joining us today. I know this is your dream, but I thought maybe you and I could have a little chat.
1: You mean to tell me that the special dinner we had i mean may i uh mention that you missed a fingernail or two wasn't enough of a statement
0: well i do apologize if that wasn't to your liking but like i said old family recipe so why are we here If
1: I had to take a guess, this is an attempt at some sort of recreation of the lab that I did a good chunk of my initial officer training in back when I was at the academy.
0: Interesting, interesting. You've certainly fleshed out all the details. Is this supposed to be beneath Blaine Manor?
1: Well, in reality, it wasn't, but it seems that my prolonged amounts of time underneath the house have begun to have an influence on me.
0: Don't take it too hard. This is simply a dream, after all. True. Almost anything could happen here, and that's kind of why I decided to step in.
1: You think that this movie needs a director?
0: Not at all. If, if this is your dream, you are the director, of course. You can make almost anything happen. Almost.
1: Yes, well, the almost is the part that worries me. There's nothing scarier than the world almost.
0: We would like to be sure of things in this world, would we not?
1: Most people would, yes, but seeing what I've seen, the certainty is a lie. There is no such thing. How
0: do you see with that person's eyes?
1: You know, that's a really good question that I've been meaning to ask myself for a long time. You know, once you get going in this field, this role, this business, whatever you wish to call it, things tend to move around you. When you're busy jumping in and out of portals, crossing dimensions, wrestling with things that shouldn't be wrestled with, it's almost as if you're stuck still, while the rest of the world just moves on around you, and while it's tolerable at first, at some point you notice a disconnection, it almost feels like you don't belong anymore. And you'll try to make it work. You know, you'll maybe find a nice apartment, make some friends, but you'll realize that it's not really something that's available to you anymore. You look around you and all you see are the potentials of the dangers of the worlds that nobody else can ever see. You jump at shadows moving across walls because you don't know if that is a shadow or if it is something... A little more dangerous.
0: Something like the filler of space?
1: Oh, him.
0: Yes, him. He can be quite annoying.
1: Oh, you're telling me. I mean, the number of times he's interrupted my dreams trying to do the whole, oh, you have a deal kind of shtick, it's... I just want to tell him it's not the first time I've had deals with things.
0: Well, speaking of eyes, I seem to make out that there is a certain number floating there in the back of yours. Is that, is it a five or a six? I can't quite make it out.
1: Last time I checked, I believe it's still at a six. Now, mind you, I'm not sure what that six means at this point, but.
0: Would you like to?
1: Who wouldn't? Answers are by stock and trade a lot of what I do. And as much as I would love to know everything, everything comes with a price.
0: That is a wise statement. I could probably help you with that, this filler of space problem, amongst other things. Of course, I need a little something too in return.
1: I have a nice Rolex.
0: Rolex, no, I have no need of time.
1: I have a really nice calculator watch that'll do it for you.
0: Well, Rocky, I know this is your dream, but I think we should probably lay the cards on the table. This place gives me the creeps, honestly. I don't really like to hang out in people's dreams that much, but it can be useful.
1: Stick around. You might get to see the first human dissection I did. That was...
0: It sounds like fun, really, but I do have a lot to do. Would you be interested in a bargain of sorts? I could tell you exactly what that number means. And I could probably offer you a way out. Is there anything else that you would like?
1: Winning lottery numbers for next week's draw, if you have them.
0: I may? Is that your price, money?
1: To a younger,
0: less informed person, maybe. You don't strike me as such.
1: There are things far more powerful out there than material wealth or objects. Most objects, anyway.
0: Agreed. Would your freedom and escape from Bugshash
1: be of worth? I guess it comes down to what's on the other side of that scale.
0: There's a certain person in your sphere of influence. You've only recently met her. You hardly know her. Pippa?
1: Yes, the number two real estate agent in Arkham.
0: Yes, uh, she's going nowhere fast, trust me. She has a certain stone that belongs to me
1: you're talking about one of these and i'm going to pull my hand up from under the table and i'm going to be holding the stone or at least a representation of the stone
0: your memory is faultless that is exactly it i need that to complete my work and to assist you with that filler of space he's nothing too easy to tangle with Trust me.
1: I'm assuming the work that you're trying to finish is the work you started, oh, what was it, 70, 75 years ago when you were last in town?
0: Gosh, that's so long ago, I couldn't quite remember. You
1: don't remember your circus burning to the ground?
0: I remember a very hot July evening.
1: A well-traveled woman such as yourself must not have much time for memories of the past, always moving forward, aren't we?
0: It's either that or die, and who wants to die? Not I. So what say you? Is this something that you could perform for me? Just before the grand opening of the Twilight Sideshow. Just acquire it somehow. You have skills. I do have
1: skills and they do pay bills, yes.
0: Oh, and there is one more thing.
1: Oh, isn't there
0: always? And this is a little more personal, but trust me, I'm trying to do a good thing here. Your brother, Roy. I think it might be time that his wife knew he was in town. Greta, I believe her name is. Yes, a nice phone call from you to let her know that he's in town. That's all. These two simple things. And I can get this, well, I don't want to say demigod, but but demigod off your back. Extinguish those little lights in your eyes. And there is something else I thought of. You had a friend once, an acquaintance, an employee. I think their name was Detox. They're still quite alive.
1: And I was so sure that, that anti-life mishap and that facility really did her and, or him. We weren't ever very specific about it, were we?
0: Their body is, alas, no more, but their mind, oh, still quite alive in the library city.
1: You know, you're not the first person that has mentioned that to me in recent days.
0: Coincidence? Hmm. Please let me know if you get any other offers better than mine. So what say you, Rocky? Are these appealing to you? These small tasks in exchange for kindnesses, really?
1: See, this isn't my first time, believe it or not, sitting on this side of the table. Certainly not. And, as somebody who has been in my position before, there really is only one rule. Proof. You want me to do something for you. You claim you have all these answers, all this wonder, and yet I'm forced to carry out certain favors only on the prayer that you have what you say you have.
0: It is true. I can offer you something. What would you like as proof? Name it.
1: Let's start with tit-for-tat, maybe. You scratch my back, then I'll scratch yours. Why don't you start by explaining those numbers of mine?
0: Let's say when realities intertwine, when the physical and the supernatural coalesce, sometimes a bit of inextricable material becomes embedded in the thing that does not belong. And as I understand it, you have recently been in a different kind of reality in a different form were you not
1: you speak of the cat incident i assume
0: i do the cathartic arena was actually your saving grace if you had not had the nine lives of a cat bugshash surely would have taken you upon your first death and i'm pretty sure that's a 5 currently Which means you probably have four left. Do with that information what you will. It is of no consequence to me. But things will get worse upon every demise that you experience. Bugshash will be closer and closer to possessing your body. Eventually, you will enter his nightmare realm and be no
1: more. Well, whatever his nightmare realm is, it possibly can't be worse than the DMV.
0: So that is the piece of information I have to share with you. I hope it's useful. Maybe not what you wanted to hear.
1: So let me get this straight. You want... Pippa's stone. Yes. And you want me to call Greta and inform her that her husband is in town.
0: Don't you think it's about time they were reunited?
1: It would be a lovely sentiment if you weren't currently transposed into someone else's body.
0: I'm sure they can work it out. I mean, marriage is a bond for life.
1: But how many lives?
0: For him, probably just the one. I guess you can count yourself lucky in that regard.
1: You know what? I think I'll take you up on your deal. Excellent.
0: I'm so glad to hear that because I've got some friends in the back room and they get very angry when I'm upset. So thank you. I didn't want it to come to this. It's your dream. We can end it nicely. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you on Friday.
1: Oh, you more than me.
0: Until we meet again, Rocky. And the dream recedes as you slowly awaken. It is Friday and the sideshow opens this evening at twilight. Your investigator of the unknown is
3: Gabe as Roy. I'm out of my element because that element is water and I don't see any... And before we begin, we want to take a quick look at your character sheet.
0: And what we're going to do is just sort of go over some uh, details here and sort of get up to speed on where you're at on different attributes and so forth. So it looks like you're at full hit points. Luck's at 27. Sanity-wise, it looks like you're missing currently three points of sanity. So that's relatively good news. And you'll see that, you know, you have 60 of 91. And your threshold at the beginning of the scenario was 63. So you've only lost three points since the beginning of the scenario. And looking at your skills, the things that you have accomplished so far during this scenario, it looks like your charm uh, worked pretty well. Library use, uh, 69. Nice. Natural world, persuade, spot hidden, and stealth. All good skills that have borne some fruit. Why don't you just give us a
3: quick overview of how is Roy feeling right now? This is probably the scenario in which Roy has been the least happy of anything that's been going on because, I mean, he's happy to be home. He's happy to be with Bugsy Jr., but he doesn't like that no one knows who he is and he doesn't like mimes. It's just kind of a double thing going on for him.
0: Yeah, and the fact that the mimes are something from his childhood, too, sort of gives him a sense of anxiety and displacement. How is
3: Gabe feeling about the scenario and about Roy. I'm liking it. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying this scenario. I always like being in Arkham and just having the ability to do the dumb little shit that I always like to do.
0: Let us continue. Roy. Some dummies like to think of Thursday as Friday Junior. But you know better. Thursday is more like the work week's last ditch effort to derail any progress you made since Monday. And this Thursday ain't no different. You and Bugsy Jr. spend all morning and afternoon trying to track down Tina Quinlan's whereabouts without any progress. Hell, they even got the corporal overseeing the operation, probably because he's afraid the feds will step in to undercut his authority. His presence, however, makes it tricky to help. You're itching to get in and interrogate those circus folk, find out what they're hiding, but every time you think you can sneak in, bam! Old Mike Duncan is right there staring you down and ordering you off the scene. He always was a hard ass. All you can do is watch from the sidelines, offering moral support to Bugsy Jr., who's clearly upset. You practically have to drag him away to the sports bar for a couple beers and a plate of wings around dinner time, and he's quick to excuse himself with the promise of an update on the case progress tomorrow morning. Shrugging, you order another beer. And another. And another. And another. Until you're fumbling with the keys at Blaine Manor sometime around midnight, sloppy, drunk, and exhausted. As you fall onto bed, still fully clothed, your brain wonders what Pippa and Rocky got up to today. And then you begin to dream. What's your dream about?
3: Where are you? I'm in the Delta Green training facilities. I'm wearing the uniforms of the highest ranking Delta Green officer. Is there anybody else there? There's several folks. The chieftain of Delta Green is there, as well as Dan is watching on, as well as Bugsy. Anything in particular you're doing currently? I'm uh, testing for a promotion, physical trials. So you're sort of in the gym facility? Yes.
0: You have to run 25 yards, grab a rifle, shoot something. Pretty much similar. Bugsy and Dan and the uh, chief of Delta Green, RJ LaGrasse and Quincy Q. Quince. They're standing at the sidelines uh, holding like stopwatches and writing stuff on a clipboard as they watch you essentially go through this obstacle course of different physical things. You have to crawl up underneath barbed wire, run through the tire sequence, and then, uh, you know, grab a handgun and shoot a couple dummies. It's pretty intense. Sweat is running down your face. You have to rub it out of your eyes occasionally. And there's a one particular sequence where you have to go through, uh, crawl on your belly through this dark tunnel to get to the other side. And you know what? The other side is going to be a series of swings that you need to go hand over hand. You're crawling on your belly and you wipe sweat from your eyes. And when you open your eyes, there is no exit to the tunnel you're in. It's supposed to take a hard dogleg left. It just continues for quite some time.
3: Well, I'll just try and keep going, see if I can pull a lighter out of my pocket and illuminate it a little bit.
0: And you reach inside your pocket where you expect the lighter to be. Instead is, for some reason, the carnival bracelet.
3: I'll immediately sort of freak out and throw it down the tunnel.
0: And as you do so, it clatters to the ground and begins to illuminate with a bright White-blue light.
3: Realizing that I know I can't go back because if I go back, I'll fail. I'll sort of grab it and try and use it to illuminate the rest of the way through. As
0: soon as you grab it, it changes hue from white-blue to a sort of purple, almost an ultraviolet light. But it is enough to see at least a few yards in front
3: of you. And I'll continue on through the tunnel.
0: You manage to use your left elbow to sort of shimmy along the tunnel on your belly, and using the, uh, your right hand to hold up the bracelet that's glowing, you probably go another five minutes on your belly. You're getting quite exhausted, and you wonder if this tunnel will ever end. And as soon as you think that, you feel the tunnel shift downward, and you begin sliding on your belly at a downslope.
3: I fully trust Delta Green and what they're doing, so I'll just go along with it.
0: And you feel the tunnel drop out from underneath you. You tuck and roll into a, a defensive position so that you can essentially just somersault out of the tunnel. You land, but you find yourself in your front yard of your old house in Arkham.
3: I'll sort of try and jog through the house to the backyard where I know that I have things set up for training.
0: Trepidatiously, you go up the front steps and reach for the front door handle, and it opens of its own accord, and standing there, smiling, is Madam Starbuck. Well, hello, Ken. I mean, Roy. Welcome. Welcome back
3: home. What are you doing here? I'm
0: not entirely sure. This is your dream
3: after all. Where's my family? I couldn't tell you that. Maybe they're gone in your dream as well? I'll sort of shove her to the side and run up to all the bedrooms. And as you do so,
0: going room to room, she waits patiently downstairs. Each of the rooms is completely empty. You can hear her call after you. Roy, why are we here?
3: I know I need to be better, but this is no way to tell me, so tell me where you took them.
0: This is your dream, Roy. I have nothing to do with this. What happened to your family?
3: I don't know, but I know that you have something to do with it. Tell me what you did. I've done nothing. This is all you're doing. Tell me what you're planning, then.
0: Roy, do you like being Declan?
3: No. It's one of my least favorite things I've had to do, but there's nothing I seem to be able to do about it, so...
0: What if I told you there might be?
3: Well, I'd owe you a favor. and That's a big thing to owe.
0: That's exactly what I was hoping you'd say. Is there anything else you might like? Besides having your old body back.
3: I'd like Dan and Bugsy back. But I know know that that's wishful thinking.
0: I don't have that kind of power. They belong to someone else now.
3: Yes, but do you know who?
0: I might be able to point you in the right direction. But I did manage to find somebody that you might be interested in.
3: Well, are you going to keep me waiting?
0: I believe you had a son by the name of
3: Rabe. Yeah. Not proud of that one. What if I told you he's still alive, or at least his mind? Well, that'd be good news. No other way to put it. Well,
0: I've managed to secure his location through a series of rituals and pinpointed where he is kept in the Library City. The Library City. Oh, it's a place where sentient beings might be kept and retrieved, if
3: you know how. Sounds like you're trying to tell me where Dan is.
0: No, unfortunately,
3: Dan is no more. But Rabe is no more, too. I know what happened to him. not proud of it, but I know. Well, Rabe is a different prospect. His
0: body is unretrievable, but his mind is quite alive. What price would you pay for these two small favors?
3: I just want to put him out of his misery.
0: Well, how you deal with your boy is your business. But what... Would you be willing to pay if I could retrieve your body and possibly retrieve Rabe? And you might put him in another vessel.
3: No one deserves that. No one deserves to be in not their own body. I can see your point.
0: You would know after all.
3: I'd give you all I had, but I'm worried I don't have much these days.
0: There are two small favors you could do for me in return. I'm always good
3: for a favor, I guess.
0: You have an acquaintance and her name is Pippa. She possesses something that I would need in order to retrieve your body and the consciousness of Rabe. Do you know of what I speak?
3: You're talking about her little medallion pendant thing, I assume? Yes,
0: that is it. That is what I need to complete the rituals. So if you could acquire that for me before the grand opening, Friday night of our Twilight Sideshow.
3: And then you're going to use this to summon the old gods and take over the world along with my thing? I have no interest in any of that.
0: I just need it for access to the Library City. What say you? You don't know Pippa that well. What is she to
3: you? I'll have to see what I can do. Me not knowing her that well means she doesn't trust me that well either. True. I'll leave that to
0: you. Oh, and one more thing, too. Two small favors I said. If you could find your way to making a phone call, let's say an hour before the Twilight Sideshow is set to premiere, 7 p.m.? I don't know. Just something to help divert attention. I'm thinking a bomb threat to Miskatonic University would necessarily move some forces out of our way so that we can complete the ritual.
3: Well, you're basically letting me know that what you're doing isn't going to end well, but...
0: Oh, no, no. This is all for you. If we have any interruptions, then my rituals may not take effect, and we wouldn't want that, would we?
3: Made many a threats to Miskatonic U over the years, so no problem on me.
0: Yeah, just an anonymous phone call to the police department and or the Miskatonic University, and, and that should take care of things, I think. Just clear the air, so to speak. What say you, Roy? Is all of this agreeable to you?
3: I think I'll get working.
0: Excellent. I'm so glad to hear that because my friends get very upset when I'm not happy. And you see these shapes loom from the backyard. You can see the backyard is full of little people mimes all beating lead pipes into their fists. But don't worry about them, Roy. If they're happy, I'm happy and vice versa. We're all happy, right? Yeah, we're having a blast. Is there anything else I can do for you, Roy?
3: These seem to be such trivial prizes for your assistance. You're going to point me in the right direction for Dan when this is done. I know you know.
0: I can at least point you in the direction of his physical form.
3: I know you can. You will.
0: I will. If you hold up your end of the agreement, then our bargain shall be sealed. All right. What we've done today is wonderful. And she approaches you. Caresses your cheek. Should we seal this with a kiss?
3: Shake her hand.
0: Oh, a gentleman's agreement, I see. Until we meet again, Roy. I'm sorry, Ken. And the dream recedes as you slowly awaken. It is Friday, and the sideshow opens this evening at twilight. And that's it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendations and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at lovecrafttapes. Until next time, roll for kisses.
1: the Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2021. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash Tapes.